Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday, the 11th of April. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to and you're listening on a podcast on the world wide web then you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there plus all the other goodies that we have on the website over there all right well a bit of a mixed session a bit of a higgledy piggledy night in the u.s on friday night a lack of conviction across the board really uh, plenty of uh, chatter and talk once again about what the fed may or may not do about the war in ukraine etc inflation so uh, very undecided what it wanted to do the dow jones closed up 138 points or 0.4 of a percent to 34,721. but the nasdaq was down 1.34%, or 186 points, 13,711. The S&P 500 was down 0.27%, 12 points in the middle for Diddle, as usual, 44.88. Spy Futures showing a gain of 27 points, or 0.36%, 74.80. But it's probably going to be a little bit muted and a little bit of a cautious opening. The VIX index was down 1.8% to 21, so just a smidge off its little rally that it had last week. In commodities, we saw Brent crude up 2.19%, 2 $2.20, 102 WTI up 2.32%, $2.23, and... Gold price unchanged pretty much, down 40 cents, 1945 and a half, and the iron ore price down a dollar 14, 155.50, the Aussie dollar 74.62. In other commodities on Friday on the LME, we had copper up half a percent, nickel up 0.2, still holding at 33,890 US dollars a ton. And we had aluminium down 0.37. Zinc was a big winner, up point, or 2.7%. Lead up 1%, and ton up 0.25%. As a result of all this, in international mining stocks, we had BHP up 0.41%. Rio down 0.7%. Freefort McMoran up 1.1%. Alcoa down 2.3%. Tech having a bit of a rally recently. 5.3% higher. Anglo up 4.8. Glencore up 2.6. Vale down 1.86. And Arbamile down 0.4 of a percent in US trade. But here you can see the S&P 500. It was very much a meandering night for the US. It couldn't really make up its mind. Some caution ahead of the weekend, obviously, with two days of no trade and lots of political and geopolitical events happening and economic events as well. But it was all about the Fed last week and all about the commentary coming out of the various different Fed heads about the pace of interest rate rises, the quantity of interest rate rises, and also the uh, pace that the uh, stimulus will be wound back in terms of the bond buying program and the money the Fed is printing. So a little bit of a cautious push-me-pull-you kind of end for the week. The Dow was up, but the other indices were down. So... Um, not a huge amount to go on for our market today. As far as uh, US stocks go, we had Apple down 1.2, Meta down 0.3, Google down 1.9, Microsoft down 1.5. The US banks were better 
Uh, we had uh, JP Morgan up 1.8, City up 1.7, Goldman 2.3, Block though down 2.2, and we did see the US 10 year at 2.704%. So we do start to get uh, US results dropping as well. There is some skepticism that the US banks won't be quite as good as last year when they did have those extraordinary tailwinds, I guess, from coming out of COVID and the fact that there were an awful lot of deals around. The deals seem to dried up a little bit recently in the US, so maybe they won't be quite so bullish on those US numbers. In terms of major stories over the weekend, Zelensky says the entire European project could be in Putin's crosshairs. I didn't know there was a European project. And NATO Stoltenberg says recent reinforcement could turn into a complete reset for the alliance. Boris Johnson has made a surprise Kyiv visit and the UK commits to more military aid. So Boris very keen to be seen by the side of Zelensky as some uh, political events surrounding his Chancellor of the Exchequer. Uh, Sunik is, uh, is overshadowing events in the UK. Russia's shift in focus to eastern Ukraine could make resistance more challenging and the S&P downgrades Russia to selective default as it says it will make some debt payments in rubles. French election over the weekend. The poll shows Macron topping Le Pen in the first round of French presidential election, though race has tightened. And the UK and France have reached a truce in their fishing dispute. That has been going on since I was living in the UK in the 70s. Then we had cod wars in Iceland then. Consumer reporting cutbacks in discretionary spending like entertainment and travel. And amid growing public frustration, Shanghai's deputy mayor says COVID response needs to improve. What to expect today from our market? Well, the SPY futures showing a 27-point rise, so that is a positive. Banks here might get a little bit of a lift following the US banks doing quite well there with the Goldman up 2.3 and Berkshire Hathaway up 1.9. So that's going to help our financials a little bit in terms of sentiment, but it will all be eyes on the bond market. We've got US 10 years 2.70, Australia 2.96. So it'll be interesting to see if we try and go through 3% again this week. We did touch it briefly, but it came off. Germany 0.7 of a percent. In terms of economic news today, we've got Chinese March PPI and CPI numbers out, and we've got New Zealand March credit card spending, so very little to get excited about from New Zealand, but a little bit of interest in that PPI and CPI from China today. And uh, Morgan Stanley has revised lower its expectations. We have lowered our forecast for real GDP growth. This is for the US in 2022 by 1% to 3% on a four-quarter, four-quarter basis. Now, four Cast for 2023 has been amended by 0.9 percentage points to 2.1 fourth quarter on fourth quarter. As it sees the Fed funds target at 2.37% by the end of 2021 and an additional 75 basis points of tightening in 2023. So that will take it above 3%. In our market today, CIMIC is heading for a delisting. It has been listed here for 60 years and Hotchteef controls now more than 91% of uh, CIMIC and it will now be able to compulsory acquire the rest. Foxtel float looks as if it's been delayed until later this year on the in the Ukraine war and the rates pushing higher so that uh, is holding that up and interestingly today I saw Macquarie has become a substantial shareholder in Atlas Arterial at just over 5% so I don't know if that's significant but uh, certainly interesting Macquarie. Of course, the King's 
of the infrastructure world. So it may be a little bit of a muted start today. Those commodity prices for us slightly better. We might see a little bit of buying in oil and gas, and we might see the banks continue to hold up. Of course, we've got bank results in a couple of weeks, beginning of May after Easter. We do see those bank results, and of course, they are pregnant with dividends and uh, shareholder largesse about to be splashed on bank shareholders. So that'll be interesting as we run into those bank results. As far as question of the day today goes, of course, the election was called over the weekend. May the 21st is the date. So put that one in your calendar, of course, if you haven't already. And I'm not sure I can stand six weeks of campaigning from either leader, but uh, we shall see how, um, how my resolve holds up. But uh, will the election campaign influence the markets is the question of the day. We do tend to get a little bit of stasis sometimes when we see election campaigns kick off. And so will this campaign influence the markets? Of course, last time out, three years ago, with the Scott Morrison miracle, we had a massive scare campaign and uh, Bill Shorten was pushing franking credits and all those sorts of things, uh, which certainly did affect the markets. No such policies this time out from uh, Albo. So ScoMo versus Albo, what a choice. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights as usual over there. We have other streams of Marcus Today wonderfulness in the Strategy Podcast, which has got the morning meeting in it, on the Desk Podcast, the team in Melbourne talking about all things financial, and the On the Couch Podcast. And over the weekend, I released uh, my chat with Gemma Dale, who is in charge of SMS SMSFs and investor behavior at NabTrade and she's an expert on what's happening with the uh, the clients of NabTrade, one of the biggest broking platforms in the country of course. So that's a really interesting podcast if you haven't already caught up with that one. It's a great podcast. Gemma is fantastic and uh, certainly well worth a listen to. Very smart lady and a pleasure to talk to. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>